greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Hello and welcome back to Winds of Change. I'm your host and Bible teacher, uh, Keith McKenzie. Uh, we're up to day four on the uh, Genesis uh, 1 through 11 study, going through it verse by verse. And uh, we hope you've been blessed in what you've seen so far. And last week we talked a little bit about faith, believing God as, you know, what he said in Hebrews. You know, without faith it's impossible to please God. So remember that if you're a Christian, a child of God, that we need to take the account of the only one who was there because God created everything out of nothing. All right? So let's go ahead and get today uh, started off in prayer. Um, Father in heaven, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to come before uh, your people, Lord, just to, that you've uh, given us opportunity, Lord, to, to teach the body. So I pray, Father, that everybody's faith would be encouraged, that they would learn, that they would learn to have a hunger to be diligent to do their own study and to dig into God's Word because you want to bless us and you say you that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So we thank you for today. We pray, Father, you open up the Word. Give us eyes and ears to both see and hear what your Spirit has to say to us today. In Jesus Christ's name, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. All right. Day four. We were speaking uh, about uh, creation. And uh, let's just go ahead. And we were, last time we left off with evening and morning, Erev and Boker. That's, you know, moving from, you know, disorder and chaos into discernment. All right, and then it says, um, Then God said, verse 14, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. Remember we talked about heavens, now we have heavens plural. So this is, now we're talking about the, you know, the second heavens, right? Lights in the firmament, okay, which would be our, our universe. And it says, To divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons for days and years let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and it was so then God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day that would be the sun and the lesser light to rule the night that would be the moon said he made the stars also all right, and God set them, okay, in the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and that God gave and God saw that it was good. So the evening and morning were the fourth day. All right, <laughs> there's a lot in there. We recently just did a study on uh, the feasts of the Lord, the Moedim. These are God's appointments. And that comes right out of this uh, chapter right here. The, um, the uh, seasons, okay, is, is 
trans is the Hebrew word moed, all right, which means appointment, all right, a, a set time. And, and God says right here, he's, he's giving us, now that he's created, he already created the earth, all right, the, the, the seas and, and the, uh, the plants and the living things, and the, the atmosphere is all here. And then on day four here, he, he sets the uh, heavens in order, and he puts it in such a manner that it is a giant cosmic clock and, and I've read that up to 90% of uh, astronomers um, are all believers because they're staggered at the awesome complexity, uh, the precision of how the heavens move, and it is far more complex than, than most of us even imagine, and, and that's what staggers, you know, these scientists as they have the abilities to look out there with the, uh, the kind of tools that we're able to use today with the telescopes. Uh, funny uh, stories are is that um, ancient astronomers would count like 1,400 stars and, and uh, you know, 50, 100 years later, another astronomer would come on and say, well, that guy was a circus idiot, you know, he didn't even know what he was talking about. There was 1,407 stars. And then as our magnification got better and better, you know, they kept going up and up and up. And the whole time the Bible said that, you know, when he tells Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, he says, if, you know, lift up your eyes and count the stars. And he goes, if you can count them, you know, your descendants are going to be more than that. And he says, and then he gives us a, an earthly idea of how many stars they are. He says, as the sands of the sea. Now, we're talking a lot of stars, if that's like the sands of the sea. You can't even imagine that when we look up, sometimes we look up and we see something that appears as a star to us, and it's really a galaxy. And within that galaxy are billions of stars. And that's probably a guess. We don't even know how many are, are there. And then we're in the Milky Way galaxy. But, you know, the, the Bible says that in the Psalms, it says the heavens declare the glory of God, all right? And, and God set it forth in such a way that we have uh, two uh, articles and teachings out that are called the Matzeroth, which is the Hebrew zodiac, all right? You shouldn't get too in, in, involved into it, but just to let you know that the, uh, the idea of... Uh, you know, the Virgin and Virgo and stuff like that, uh, Leo the Lion, these were all had an original meaning before we had uh, reading and writing that uh, the ancient sages uh, tell us that Adam, Enoch, Seth, and Enoch all were telling and teaching their children as they were, you know, the earth was being populated of, you know, Drago and, and how the, uh, the story, they used to call it the telling, the way, how, how God's plan of salvation would ultimately come through the virgin and, uh, you know, how the dragon was there to, uh, you know, catch the virgin. So the gospel and the good news of man's redemption was there written in the stars, but it was perverted um, at the Tower of Babel and onward where we have zodiacs, 
that uh, you'll find uh, zodiacs in nearly every culture. And there's different variations and stuff, but you'll see a lot of similarities. But uh, the word perversion or perverted means um, that it's been changed from its original intent. So today I would not touch, uh, you know, uh, the zodiac or anything like that. Today we have God's word. And uh, anything today that is out there has been perverted from its original intent. But God set forth those things not just for that, but he said there's for days and years where we get our, 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 our calendars, our monthly calendar and our yearly calendar. Uh, seasons is the idea here of appointed seasons. We have, you know, our summer, spring, stuff like that. God has prophetic seasons where uh, the Moedim, the seven feasts of the Lord, and we commit that also to your study too, is that God has seven uh, divine appointments throughout history where the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the first four feasts to the very day uh, during his first coming, his earthly ministry, and he will fulfill the last three on his second coming, which uh, you'll have to go uh, check those studies out. But please finish the uh, Genesis 1 through 11 project. But just to let you know, there's a lot more here than, you know, those few verses. And then the idea of, uh, you know, God making the uh, greater light and the lesser light, uh, Yes, they're for, they're for day during the, the time. And as we've already touched on, uh, the idea of Erev and Boker, night being Erev, uh, which would be uh, ruled by the moon. All right? And the moon has phases. And so we have a lot of um, lunar deities and things through the night. And, and the idea of, of night is means that it, it's dark, um, the things that go bump in the night. People tend to associate, uh, you know, night and darkness with evil. Today we have a uh, very, very uh, highly popular um, series of, of Harry Potter, uh, Twilight, and stuff like that. These are all, as you'll notice, they're, you know, uh, they all are, are, are children of the night. And, and so Jesus... And the apostles describe um, are, you know, the Christians are, you know, God's people are children of the day. We are children of the light. All right. Children of the night are the ones who are drunkenness and carousing and, and carrying on. And they, they really don't have anything to do with the God of the Bible. All right. The God of the Bible is too restrictive. They, they want to just do things their own way. Um, and that's because they lack discernment. So the idea is of the night, it's while they have some light, it's, it's dark. All right. Remember we talked about Jesus said that if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that light? So if these people are worshiping um, something that has a, uh, an attachment to, uh, you know, whether it's New Age, Wicca, uh, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, they all have a connection with uh, the moon, uh, which represents, you know, the night and children of the night. And we commend, uh, you know, you to look at uh, our recent uh, teaching on uh, the crescent, all right? 
But anyway, moving along, you know, how he, how he made the stars and everything, and he set them in the heavens. And uh, there's a wonderful um, teaching by uh, Lou Giglio called, uh, we call it laminin. Um, but uh, I, you, should, you should Google that where he does this awesome presentation on the star-breathing God where he shows the uh, awesomeness of, of the created heavens and, and just the size of uh, you know, the, the universe that we live in. And yet, for all that, man being so small and like the psalmist said, what is man that you are mindful of him, you know, speaking to God. But he loves us because we are the crown of his creative process. We were made in the image and the likeness of God, and we'll be getting to that soon. All right? And so that's talking about ruling over the day and over the night. And, and one final note that um, the children of the day and the children of the night that there's coming a time of, of Jacob's trouble, a great tribulation period, and, and Jesus told uh, the believers, he says, you are the light of the world. And the day of the Lord is the day when God comes to judge the earth. And the prophet Joel says that it is, you know, and Zephaniah speak of uh, the day of the Lord being darkness and with no, no light in it. And, and that is a, uh, a reference to, you know, God calling home his church, taking his bride to be with him. And there's even some, some references, behold, the bridegroom cometh at midnight, which would be at night. So he's going to take home his bride. But anyway, that's another, another study. Verse 20 says, Then God said, Let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament. Okay, so that's our sky, right? And of the heavens. There's another mention there of the plurality of the heavens. And then it says, So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. Now notice how like when he did the trees and the plants that they were their seeds and how they were according to their kind. And here it says, you know, that the living things and the sea creatures and the birds were according to their kinds. So each one was according to their kind. We would, we would say species. All right. Now we have variation within species, but you won't find different species interacting or trans uh, evolution uh, purports. Um, the the myth of evolution is is that creatures would go from one thing. All right. Everything started from from one thing, and then. This diversity that we see in, in the environment in, in the so-called evolutionary tree where all these different things came from that, it's, it's, uh, it's completely fabricated. It's, it's, you know, even the idea of a hominid and, and you know, transitional beings and like, you know, uh, man and other things having transitional forms, man has found... Um, billions 
of fossils buried uh, in, uh, you know, the ground and in the earth. And, and we're able to see these things. And even Darwin himself said that, uh, you know, the, he said that the lack of transitional forms was an affront to his theory. And he at least, he was honest enough to call it a theory. And uh, I have a couple of quotes from uh, Huxley, who was one of his uh, promoters, very, very heavily promoted. And, and you need to know that from Darwin's quotes from himself and Huxley's, which we'll, we'll throw up here on the screen, is um, it, it's very insightful into why uh, this is so heavily promoted today because it's, it's designed to usurp the authority of God's word because remember we said in verses 1 through 29 here in Genesis chapter 1, book of origins, 10 times God said, God said. And if evolution is true, we can close our Bibles, go eat and drink for tomorrow we all die. It doesn't matter. Bible's not true. So if, if we lose our way here at the beginning and you take the road of doubt and you can't trust Scripture, then why bother? Right? But you need to stay on the narrow path. That's what Jesus said. He says, stay on the narrow path. The narrow path leads to life. All right, in everything he's given us, in science, okay, and in one of the, the upcoming shows when we're done with the, the first uh, couple of chapters before we get into the fall of man, we're, we're going to just take a, a, a small look at a, a couple of the issues surrounding the, the creation, evolution, intelligent design uh, debate that's out there. But you need to know first that we need to trust God in, in things. We have a, an article... Um, up on uh, by Eternal Productions called 101 Scientific Facts where uh, science is only catching up in a lot of areas that the Bible had already uh, spoken to and, and God gave the children of Israel, he gave them strict dietary uh, things, uh, a schedule for eating, not eating blood, um, to stay away from leaven for a certain amount of days. What this was, when you begin to look at it from a nutritional uh, point of view and the things that he kept them from, you know, pork products and stuff like that, the, those were unclean, clean and unclean animals and how they were uh, right here in uh, day five uh, according to their kind. And, and how God gave us those clues to know what is clean and unclean because certain animals would be more uh, apt to be disease-carrying and, and have parasites and, and things of that nature. And, and it was during um, interesting story during the, uh, you know, the Black Plague, which was literally wiped out about a third of Europe uh, because they... they didn't know these disease-carrying rodents were unclean and they didn't know enough uh, to separate the sick and quarantine uh, them that, uh, you know, people were, were getting sick because of, you know, they, they obviously couldn't see what was making them sick on a, uh, a micro level. 
you know, the disease of bacteria and, and viruses, we, we just can't see. But when you begin to look at the laws that God gave uh, the children of Israel, they followed these, these dietary and these cleaning laws and, and the washings that they did. And when you begin to look at it from a scientific point of view, these weren't rituals. These were designed to keep the children of Israel safe, as he told the, the, the uh, children of Israel when they were leaving Exodus uh, out of Egypt. He said that I will, you know, I won't put on you any of the diseases of the Egyptians, the, the world system, because he kept them from these things and gave them ordinances and things to do to keep them healthy. And uh, it wasn't until a small girl uh, during, uh, you know, the Black Plague had been reading Leviticus. And she says, you know what? It says in Leviticus, maybe we should quarantine uh, the sick people. And, and that's when the people started doing it. And uh, they, they, they got a handle on that. But you'll notice there that everything is, is God made things according to their kinds. So you'll see that there's... Uh, the, the Bible says that there's, you know, you're going to find distinct kinds of, of trees, uh, grass, according to their seed, animals, and, and fishes, and, and birds, according to their kind. You're not going to see any transitions, all right? And that's what the fossil record shows us. Fossil record actually proves what God's Word says, because there, there is no such thing as a transitional form. Yeah, so day five. So was, he, he tells, and, and God bless them, the, the birds and the living things. And he says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning was the fifth day. And I think this also solves the, the old, who came, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And it says right here, <laughs> it says, you know, that God created the birds and the living creatures. Then he said, let them multiply. So he gave them the ability to, to multiply. And um, so it says um, that that was evening and morning were the fifth day. And I think what we'll do is we'll just go ahead and call it right there. And uh, we hope you were blessed. Uh, we encourage you to uh, check out these other creation uh, ministries that are out there. We commend to you uh, ICR.org, which is the Institution for Creation Research. We have links to that on our website. We also have links to Answers in Genesis. They have a host of whether you're, you're just a, a lay person who just wants to get uh, an understanding of the creation evolution uh, debate. Uh, you'll be greatly encouraged knowing that that science, when looking at it, that there is many, many, many good scientists who, who love God and who can show and demonstrate that the evidence of both the creationist and the evolutionist, we're looking at the same evidence, okay? We're just looking at it from two different points of view. He, evolution is looking at from a, trying to explain it from a naturalistic point of view, which is really to see the biodiversity that we have going down to a cellular level, the absolute complexity 
of, of us and, and having, you know, a DNA, you know, being able to, you know, Darwin never got to look at a DNA molecule and, and the absolute, you know, staggering complexity of the proteins and the, you know, DNA and the RNA processes that, that go on inside our human body uh, every second. Um, so I, I commend those, those uh, ministries to you and uh, we thank you for, for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed in, um, you know, the study. And we're going to pick up uh, day uh, six where God makes man in his, his image. And um, that'll be next time. So thanks for joining us. I love you. I want you to love God's word. Join us next time.